1: is not a state that tends to make it easy to vote, to say the least. There have been voter purges. There have been questions over signature matching. There were massive purges conducted by the exact same secretary of state who's getting praise for standing up to Donald Trump like a sort of intervention on that maybe illegal call and by the governor, Brian Kemp, who got in. He was the former Secretary of State and basically was his own referee. So this conversation about disinformation
0: and delegitimizing the kinds of figures that are historic for the very reasons that Joy is articulating is already underway. And anybody who thinks that this isn't the new playbook from Donald Trump's Republican Party is delusional, that disinformation has started The races haven't been called. We don't know for sure how they're going to end. We don't know who's going to win. But Republicans, Trump allies are already hedging their bets and beginning the delegitimization of them. And it's a bleak little footnote to what is shaping up to be a night Democrats should feel very deeply optimistic about. But it is the new reality and it's the new normal. The attack tomorrow is an attack on the very way of voting that is the only scenario that Republicans ever win the White House. Ever, ever, ever. So you want to trash the electoral vote? That's the electoral you, you know, go vote. ahead. <laughs> because the, the other <laughs> scenario is that you'll lose forever. So, you know, at some level, maybe there's something Machiavellian in helping them. I mean, I, I mean the idea that they're going to trash and lift their leg and, and desecrate what we do tomorrow which is really ceremonial it's 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 part of the process that isn't supposed to be political isn't supposed to be the kind of crisis that renders all four of us anchoring hours and hours of coverage tomorrow but it is because of republicans and if they succeed in trashing that they will never win another presidential election again ever because the only other scenario is the popular vote. Well, exactly.
1: And and black voters and brown voters, voters of color, hear them. I I think they almost feel like they're speaking in a vacuum. But non-white voters, indigenous voters, Asian-American voters, Latino voters, black voters, have now heard the Republican Party essentially say that no election in which non-white voters... Make the difference in terms of pushing an election in one direction, that that is fundamentally illegitimate, that only Republicans can be elected legitimately, as Jamel Bowie wrote in his piece today.
2: Midnight train to Georgia. Midnight train to Georgia. And we're talking about Georgia, usually ruby red Mm -hmm. on the precipice of possibly turning blue and changing the Senate and changing, really, at least the beginning of the course of the Biden presidency. Who would have thunk that this would have happened in a state like Georgia? Uh, it is unusual. It is a sign
3: of the times. Uh, the Republicans now hoping that this is not the night that the lights went out in Georgia. Those are two songs. You're full of
2: them tonight. That's right? it. I'm
3: done. Herman was going to give you that one now. Now he's going to have to think of something else. So I'll tell you who won tonight. We already know. You did. Yeah. Once again, a beautiful display of democracy in action. We're not getting any uh, funny business out of the state of Georgia. The officials are content with how it's going. We have a long way to go. The counting could take some time. I do not expect it to be called tonight, uh, but we will be going through it. But already, we know on the numbers that we have, we won. Democracy won. Usually, a special election after a general, you have about uh, 50% fall off in who comes out to vote. Here, you had 5 million voted in Georgia in
2: November. We're definitely over 4.5 million 4.6 million people voted compared. For a runoff, that's really huge. And let's not forget, Chris, this is happening... Uh, As we're going into a joint chief uh, uh, session of Congress, where Biden's electoral victory will officially be certified, and then you have all these folks, these Republicans, who are going to try to stop it, but they can't really legally. The president has been pressuring the vice president to stop it, which he can't really do. He doesn't have the power to do. Do, uh, We're in the middle of a uh, a pandemic. What else could we have going on right now, especially when it concerns politics in this country? See what happened in Pennsylvania today? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you could have happening. Yeah, I could look like one Refusing of those scenes to seat a
3: Democrat. One of those scenes from Eastern Europe where all of a sudden it's like a Donnybrook in the middle of uh, an official briefing. I'm surprised they didn't start throwing punches at each other today. That's how sad and savage uh, what's That's going what on is right to. now.
4: Next up, we'll answer that age old question. Will enough Georgians get their booties to the polls. Don't go- Black lives matter to us. Want to know if Black Lives Matter to the candidates? Go to GetYourBootyToThePole.com to learn where they stand on issues that affect us. And by us, we mean Black people. Get your
2: booty to the poll, get your booty to the poll, get your booty to the poll, yeah, vote, vote. The Georgia Senate runoff is January 5th.
5: Let's
4: finish what we started. Get your booty to the poll. The strip club dancers whose viral video helped drive record turnout in the general election are back for Georgia's Senate runoffs. Georgia may be known for its booming adult entertainment scene, but the Pete State is also home to nearly $10 billion film and TV industry, making Georgia the new Hollywood of the South. And the creative community is flexing its political power. Joining me now, Angela Barnes, writer and director of the Get Your Booty to the Polls public service announcements. I want to start out with the entertainment industry in Atlanta, because I think a lot of people perhaps don't don't know this, but the entertainment industry in Atlanta, um, according to Georgia Tech, Atlanta's adult industry brings in $240 million in annual sales, which has a greater economic impact than all the sports teams in Atlanta. And the city ranks fifth in the country for highest number of strip clubs per 100,000 residents. So the booty to the polls video really met people
5: where they are we've seen those polls that give democrats a slight edge but is there anything you're seeing on the ground that gives you concern no
1: concern just a great deal of urgency we did very well in vote by mail we did very well in early vote but we know election day is going to be the likely high turnout day for republicans so we need democrats who haven't cast their ballots to turn out and if they have
5: any questions to go to i will dot to find their polling places. And two months ago, even as Joe Biden was winning Georgia, John Ossoff trailed Republican David Perdue by nearly 90,000 votes. And in the special election, the Republican candidates combined for nearly 50,000 more votes than the Democrats. I know that roughly 75,000 new voters have been registered since early November but how certain are you that those are Democrats? And you talk about that enthusiasm and getting them out to vote and how you're doing it, and they know about these two candidates, but if they didn't come out in the general election, how are you convincing them of the importance of of the Senate race? And, And Joe Biden and President Trump will be there tomorrow. Do you believe that President Trump's continuing unsubstantiated claims that the election there and across the nation was rigged hurt him there?
1: I think it's always dangerous to undermine the integrity of elections without evidence. When we challenged voter suppression, we were able to prove it.
5: We were able to correct for it in many ways. And and you know that some Republicans are arguing that President Trump's efforts to undermine the election are no different than yours in 2018, where you did not concede the gubernatorial race. I know you say that is different. It's different circumstances, but are you concerned about that reputation?
1: Well it's not simply different circumstances. It's apples and you know bowling balls.
6: And welcome back to Flower Politic Podcast. It is the doggone 7th January year of our Lord 2021. Yeah, last night was a disaster. And that disaster was brought to you by Monster, not a sponsor of the show, but since I don't drink, this is what I'll be drinking plenty of since now we live in the socialist states of America. Yeah, just a disaster. That rather long intro is the media crowing and happy that they have one party rule. And I've had friends, you know, friends I talked to today, people on Twitter, um, if I was dramatic, I'd have an upside-down flag in here. That's how bad that could be. And I don't think a lot of people understand how bad that was. But we'll cover it in a two-part show today. We're going to do just the media being shits, DC, and the runoff. And then we'll do a second show on some hypocrisy and covid I'd like to start by saying thank you to Zach in Tennessee. As you can see, we got a logo update. That little bad boy right there looks pretty sexy, doesn't it? Yeah, he made it. And I did a little improvement on the bunker after doing two shows. I realized it looked kind of weird, so removed the insulation down, some hung up some of my stuff, gave you something to watch other than this ugly mug. Um, I'm blocking some of the cool stuff, like Smooth is Fast. This is one of my favorite stickers, and 67 Chevy dashboard, but... Pick some stuff out there. If you get bored, there it is. But um, it could go no worse. Uh, How the media did this was worse than how we did, you know, the 2020 election in November. It it was basically, we're not going to talk about anything negative. We're going to promote these people. They even ran off, you know, as you saw, that Georgia voter. There's no way in hell that guy was a Georgia voter, that he was a Republican. You know it wasn't, but that's that's what they do. Washington Post puffs radical Reverend Warnock as a summation of Christianity. A campaign for the higher ground. Warnock identity as a black preacher becomes central to a Senate bid. The man is not radical. Pastor leans on faith and Senate bid. Raphael Warnock campaigned for the moral high ground. That was an article followed by the New York Times, who also did a puff piece, One uh, page one sermon: Warnock: a moral compass for government. The race has attracted record sums. Mr. Warnock has raised more than 100 million to help make the case that his life's trajectory has better prepared him for this moment than anyone else. Mr. Warnock is betting that time is ripe for a black Baptist preacher in robes trimmed with kente cloth who speaks of police brutality and voter suppression for one of the world's most famed pulpits while he has built a resume that piles credential on top of credential. The thing that's really funny about it is, let's be honest, He also was found to be abusive at a camp. We didn't hear about that. Ran over his wife. We didn't hear about that. said America's got to repent from whiteness. He's a reverend right. But he has the only thing they care about, skin color. And that $100 million came from out the state. And if you really think about all the things we've talked about, Dark money and everything. Nobody ever comes back and does that for conservatives or for Democrats, excuse me. For conservatives, you're going to have that over and over and over. But you're not going to have it for Democrats. I mean, there are so many different ways you can hit this, but I want to hit it after having multiple conversations. Yes, Trump has a lot to do with this. But as we talked about on the podcast numerous times, if this scenario in November went down and it was Biden, there's no way in hell the media and people that hate Trump with a fervor wouldn't be saying that Trump stole the election. They just they would they would be losing their shit. So yes, the challenging and what's going on today that we'll cover on our audio podcast on Sunday has a lot to do with it. But it has been relentless. And I'm going to baby step, and then we're going to play a soundbite in a bit that's long, and I wanted to do it in video form, because we played it on one of our podcasts, of the media attacking this presidency. But as we said, it's just not the president it's you and me. We are the problem. And here is Lemon and Cuomo saying that Trump supporters believe bullshit. This is after four years of believing Russia stole an election. And then Cuomo calling Marco Rubio a Bible boy. And then somebody's saying, Pence, if he does that, serving the devil. But they spent four years saying he's a piece of shit because he's a Christian. So I know for some people that have been bought into this Kool-Aid of intersectionality, a dude in a Hawaiian shirt that is uber, uber, it's got a POC tiki girl on it, makes me super racist. I'm not. But it's hard for me not to point out, how does the media say things like this after four fucking years of challenging the 2016 election?
2: On that tape. It's Don't. not true. But Chris, here's a, this is a thing that gets me. That is so ridiculous. You said one of them. Uh, his, his, his loss... Is not legitimate, but their win is legitimate on the same ballot. ballot? That makes no sense. But the other thing is, is that we have we must do this because we have millions and millions of voters who believe this election was illegitimate and it was stolen. Why do they believe that? Because you have been telling them that. Of course, they're going to believe it. If you would stop telling them that and start telling them the truth, then maybe they would believe the truth that the election was not stolen and that was a clean election, according to everyone who was investigated most of them republicans so stop saying that we must respect trump supporters who believe bullshit because it is bullshit that you have been feeding them the president and you have been feeding them the bs and now that they believe it all of a sudden you again another self fulfilling prophecy and feedback that matter it's true but i gotta tell you i've been I was sitting there and i usually don't do this but i had to hear it because there's so much going on after that ridiculous phone call last night and you did it right i'm gonna take my engagement band on and i'm gonna put it on here and i'm gonna sit there and say hey hey it's criminal what you're doing. Everybody's gonna hate you. Everyone hates you. You should you, you gotta look into it. They're changing the, the, the machines on the inside. They're 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 burning ballots. They're 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 destroying ballots, don't you know? Uh no, Mr. President. None of that is true. <laughs> Your problem is the data. <laughs> the- that
3: was a Chris, that was a gutsy thing. Let me uh, tell you, for that
2: Secretary of State to say it, the President of the United States, it was very gutsy. But it's the truth, and you know what? I from he he is a man of faith, and I learned about it tonight as I was watching CNN that he is a man of faith, and he's relying on his faith, and that's why he could sit there and just very stoically say, "I'm sorry, Mr. President, you're wrong. Our data shows that you did not win Georgia." And I have to tell you. I dial out on the weekends. I didn't find out about this tape until late into the evening yesterday as I was on my way to the grocery store cuz I needed to, you know, we got a, a Southerners have to get those meals in for New Year's. You got to get the you got to get the black-eyed peas, the cornbread, and the cabbage in with a little ham, right? So all that stuff. So I I was on my way to the supermarket and I just I couldn't stop listening to the entire Tape
4: People really should hear the full again. hour. It's, 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 one of, it's one of the
3: rare examples where the clips don't do it justice because no. you see in that entire hour, he is just going from desperation to desperation. He never offers one legitimate piece of proof for this secretary of state to act that on. One. And he just gets more and more threatening. And by the way, he had some real hitters in that room with him on that call. I don't know what his lawyer was thinking. I saw the statement
2: from her firm. I don't know why she didn't leave the room. Well, here's the thing: um, no one listens to the real evidence, right? I mean, at least on on that side. And it's not just the president; he is he's sitting there trying to coerce, co-opt, cajole, convince. How many C's can I do, right? A lot <laughs> that's, that's a lot going on, right? Just the C's, and there are other ones. Um, to, to trying to all to the Secretary of State. To bring him over to his side, in the meantime, acting like a mob boss, boss, a a legit con man, someone who is delusional, who seems manic, I just have to be honest, it was the craziest thing I ever heard, and if you ever heard desperation in anyone's voice, it was that. But it's not just him. It's a self-feeding loop. It's the people in that room who are feeding him BS, Mm -hmm. who who are going along with it. Someone needs to be like the Secretary of State and say, Mr. President, I'm sorry. You're wrong. The information you have is wrong. The data you have is wrong. This has already been investigated. So for you Trump people who are out there, supporters on the fence, whatever, if you're watching now, if you're going to watch this on social media, the president said nothing on that call last night. None of it was true, except for the fact where he said this is Trump media. And there you go. It's a self-fulfilling Loop a self-fulfilling prophecy that there that's happening in Georgia. That's another story. A feedback loop that just keeps going around with just disinformation, disinformation, disinformation.
3: I, I think you and I think you nail what we have to focus on. Also, look, <clears throat> Trump, I believe, will be remembered as the worst. We've right. never seen anybody abuse the office the way he has, not in our lifetime. Um, but the the people, those who remain, the Kevin McCarthys, the people in the House, the people in the
2: Senate, um,
3: who are Enabling this,
2: mm-hmm. who
3: are complicit in it? You know the man he called Lion Ted, the man he called uh, Little Marco, Little Marco. You know, uh, Mr. Uh, you know Bible Boy. You know he's got a Bible quote for every moment. He just never speaks truth to power yeah. or acts on any of it in the interests of his own state or of this country. They remain. And they all know what they're doing is bogus. They know what they're doing on the sixth is bogus. Think about it. They say they have to do this, Don, because the irregularities demand it. But the irregularities on that tape—it's not true.
2: But Chris, here's a, this is a thing that gets me—that is so ridiculous. You said one of them, uh, his 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 loss is not legitimate, but their win is legitimate on the on same the, ballot. On the same ballot, that makes no sense. But the other thing is, is that we have we must do this. Because we have millions and millions of voters who believe this election was illegitimate and it was stolen. Why do they believe that? Because you have been telling them that. Of course they're yeah. going to believe it. If you would stop telling them that and start telling them the truth, then maybe they would believe the truth that the election was not stolen and that was a clean election according to everyone who was investigated, most of them Republicans. So stop saying that we must respect Trump supporters who believe bullshit because it is bullshit
1: that you have been basically we're going to see does Mike Pence stand up to the president in a very public way in a way that he really hasn't publicly for the past four years or not and what will be the reaction be of the president he joked down in Georgia but it was a pretty veiled threat frankly
4: that you know he might not like him as much and certainly when you're Mike Pence you're looking at your political future 2024 he clearly wants to be president and potentially run and not having
1: the sign of approval from Donald Trump could be a real problem for him.
5: Yeah. Errol, I feel like Mike Pence is about to be Jeff sessioned. I think he's in a pickle. What do you I mean, do you think that when that if he does what he is supposed to do, what he's tasked to do by the Constitution, that um, President Trump is going to freeze him out and start sending nasty tweets about him?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, look, looking at that footage that you showed of uh, the two men inside the Oval Office yesterday, I thought of the, the Bob uh, Dylan lyric, you know, maybe the devil or maybe the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. And the question for for Mike Pence is, uh, do you serve Donald Trump or do you serve the Constitution? This is the ultimate test. So for Mike Pence, the, the, the question will be, uh, do you honor that oath or do you go along with this comedy, this sideshow? that so many have said that they they want to play out on the floor of Congress in a, in, in, in a couple of days. And it will be unfortunate if he makes that choice. But I think most of us who have been watching him for a few years
2: would not be surprised if he does make that choice. Well, again, I mean, what evidence do we have of the vice president ever, ever, ever standing up to Donald Trump? He'll roll like a rolling stone, to quote Bob oh. Dylan. He'll twist or blow in the wind, oh. to quote Bob Dylan, Errol Lewis. There.
1: I he's just, all I,
5: tangled up in blue. He's all tangled up in blue. All right,
6: uh, 20 minutes later, I changed scenes, and wow, everything went to hell. So that's how we've been treated since Jace Jump Street, okay? Just Jump Street. The very same people who have said over and over and over the horrible things they've said are now out in the streets upset. I could read you texts from Judge Legum, Axelrod, guys from Rick Wilson, the Warnock's, we can do WAPO. Stacey Abram explains how to win. She went down and redid a voting thing because she never conceded that she was governor. And on air this week, literally, we have McCain getting attacked. We have Breonna Keller calling a governor an
5: ass
1: the republicans fight amongst themselves on the one hand you have the republicans on the other you have the seditionists that's the fight that's going on in the
0: republican mm-hmm. party right now in the democratic party you have the progressives versus the moderates which is uh, you know yeah. de rigueur as they say you know it's what it always is it's right. typical politics yeah. the republican party is in much more trouble right now because are you, are you have really me? traitors you have AOC saying You're, excuse me am i ejectioner? done i'm not done Well, it's just that's completely inaccurate. You have AOC fighting right now about whether or not she's going to end up primarying Chuck Schumer, coming out not saying she has the full support of of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. You have this squad that's coming out very intensely, very angry that Biden hasn't filled his cabinet with more progressives. Bernie Sanders also coming out saying he's angry. The idea that there isn't fighting within the Democratic Party as well. I, I know I you're talking. Saying. Right, I'm talking about. I'm talking okay, about. somebody else so Yeah, you Traitors. missed me so much when I was on maternity leave. You missed me so much. You missed fighting with me. Don't I did not you miss fighting. I did with not me. miss you. <laughs> okay yeah. I, somebody oh let somebody answer <laughs> the question I, I weigh in? or i'm you know what? That's moving so
4: on I, I like to that's weigh like in so nasty can I weigh I okay guys guys, guys rude. Like, hold please? on hold
1: on stop everybody stop everybody stop that's so rude this is not the way to this is not flores is with me now from fort lauderdale florida and i mean rosa first off i saw this this morning i want cont- to uh, commend you On keeping your composure. And for our viewers who are not familiar with the totality of your reporting on coronavirus in Florida, I think maybe one of the reasons the governor might have been frustrated is that you have been a tireless questioner of Governor DeSantis as Florida has had a number of issues with its coronavirus response, which might be part of the reason why he was being such an ass, instead of just answering your question at a time when Floridians need answers and their health and their lives are at stake.
6: And remember, these people for four years told you they stole an election, and the scene you're seeing right now is over and over and over, over and over and over, people come forward and they said they saw fraud. Now... I know it's hard for some people who hate Trump to look at things objectively. But for four years, if you question an election, and for four years you have a media that is non-stop opposition party undermining a president, why do you think people, once again, are not going to sit and watch a runoff? and say, well, goddamn, that looks just like the first night on, on November where we stop voting and these people look like they're going to win and then we wake up and they don't win. Or in November, we literally, these people were winning. They are way ahead. I mean, Purdue won, but he didn't win over 50% or high enough percent to say he was the winner. And now they're losing by five points. How do we think that's going to go over with the rest of the people that have watched this soundbite. It's long. This is what the Trump presidency has been for four years.
7: The impeachment trial of President Trump is over.
3: Where are we? I think we're in the midst of... The storm. It's been a travesty. Just an absolute it's travesty. It's because
4: this is a rigged trial with with
5: a pre-cooked outcome.
3: The perfect call nonsense or the ridiculous, maddening arguments
5: undertaken by the president and his lawyers and his allies. We've had a sham trial. What a sham. The sham, sham trial. Sham trial. Not a real trial. And this wasn't a trial, this was a travesty. It's not a real trial and it's not a real exoneration.
7: And it's a cover-up.
2: The trial that wasn't really a trial will be over and we will no longer have to listen to it the Senate can stop pretending. No
3: documents and no witnesses. Not having witnesses is a hoax. Is it a
7: GOP or is it a grand uh, party to cover up? This is a cover up. The president has learned
2: his lesson. Yeah. Right. No, he has not. No, he has not. He is gonna do this again. If you basically can harness enough support, you can essentially bulldoze the Constitution.
1: Steal the Constitution from the people. The Constitution no longer matters. President
2: Trump is functionally a monarch at this point.
3: The Constitution's been rewritten in the following way. A Democratic president is not allowed
7: to name a Supreme Court justice in an election year, and a Republican president cannot be impeached in an election year
2: that's it if it's a constitutional crisis that sounds bad (laughs) To me.
1: So now you hear the term constitutional crisis. You
7: know, you hear this word constitutional crisis. A little constitutional crisis. What exactly counts as a constitutional crisis?
2: Are we in a constitutional crisis? Mm. Is this a constitutional crisis? I think it's a constitutional confrontation,
5: constitutional stress test, constitutional showdown,
3: constitutional confrontation, confrontational Confrontational crisis.
5: Do you agree with Chairman Nadler that the country is currently in a constitutional crisis?
4: Yes. It's a constitutional crisis, okay?
5: Constitutional
2: crisis is no longer a hypothetical. The country is in a constitutional crisis. The official Trump constitutional crisis. Folks, a constitutional crisis. Behind door number two, you have a constitutional crisis. Ever wonder what a constitutional crisis looks like? The real total end of democracy.
0: open your eyes.
5: If this is a constitutional crisis, how can Democrats not move forward with
0: impeachment hearings? We have the option of impeachment, and we think this is a constitutional crisis. Start impeachment proceedings. Why not
2: pursue impeachment? Why are you resisting? Some people would argue we've been
7: in
6: a constitutional crisis since Donald Trump was elected president.
7: I am greeted with a hostile press, the likes of which no president has ever seen. They come at you with the most horrible, horrendous, biased questions. And you see it, 94 or 95% of the press is hostile. They treat me so unfairly, it's hard to believe that I won. We're now looking at the worst president in American history. The worst president in American history. The worst president in modern history.
3: This era we're in with Donald Trump, it's like the gates of hell have been opened. We thought Emperor Nero was wrong to fiddle as Rome burned. This guy's worse.
6: He's been an abomination.
3: What a poor excuse for a president.
6: This moral monster. What
2: a poor excuse for a man. What a pathetic, sniveling little man our president is. What a poor excuse for a human being.
4: He's unfit to be human.
2: I believe this man is capable of, of...
3: horrific, horrific deeds. This vile, immoral, corrupt,
6: indecent, dangerous, intellectually unfit president is a danger to all of us.
7: It's not really in serious dispute anymore that President Trump is not up to this job. The president has been inept from
2: the start.
1: This president uh, has has basically uh, failed the American public. How
2: badly Uh, Is he failing right now? Do you think to date, in the last six months, he has damaged the credibility of the office of the presidency?
7: Homicidal negligence of the president of the United States.
5: There is death after death after death that is on
1: the president's watch. He has blood on his hands. Our president has blood on his hands. Blood
3: on his hands. Rivers of blood on his hands. More people are dead and dying in America tonight because Donald Trump
5: is president. All right. So today, the question being asked, is President Trump a racist? Is President Trump a racist? We have a racist president. We have a racist as a president. We have a a man-child who is deranged and racist in this office.
0: You don't have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating
7: Latinos. It almost feels like a little ethnic cleansing is going on in the United States right now. People say, well, I'm not sure President Trump is racist. Well, racist is as racist does.
2: No, he is a racist. He is a racist. Can we just say it once and for all? Anyone who is in that White House and who is supporting him is complicit in their racism as well.
1: To people who look like me, it's about imminent danger.
4: When I see the Make America Great Again hat now, Chris, I am triggered. I'm so triggered. This Make America Great Again hat is just as maddening and frustrating and triggering for me to look at as a KKK hood. This president, Donald John Trump has instigated a race war in America.
3: When he said today, America first, it was not just the racial, I mean, the I shouldn't say racial, the
2: Hitlerian uh, background to it. America first is really white America first. That is just the
7: emboldening of white bigotry by a white nationalist, white supremacist presidency. It carries with it, overtones from the 1930s, the words themselves carry very ugly echoes in our history. Is it appropriate to ask whether the president is having difficulty
2: with rationality? It, it, it's, it's crazy what we're watching every day. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. People in European governments think that Trump has lost his mind. It is
0: possible uh, that he's m- mentally ill in a way. It's almost like being in, 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 in the ward of a, of a mental hospital
2: half the time. We're, we're getting the ramifications um, as a nation of what having a sick man in the White House means. I don't believe him sane flatly. I don't think he's a stable person. He is unstable.
7: He's not well.
2: I saw this as a, as a psychotically incoherent speech with cookies and dog poop.
0: Do you think there's any part of him that's capable of shame? He
3: can't feel normal human emotions. I don't think he's capable of the basic empathies that we feel as human
7: beings and that's what a sociopath is. This is
3: what happens when you elect a sociopath as president.
7: This is somebody in deep psychological distress right now, self-pitying insecure, angry. The president described as volcanic, seething tonight. The
5: president went ballistic. NBC News has learned the president became unglued this week. Get real! Come
1: on! We talk about the... He's nuts and we're in the middle of it!
5: Well, I, Chris,
3: I think that, uh, that address probably should have come with a, a Surgeon General's warning. It was hazardous to the truth.
4: How can anyone see this as unifying when he is spewing out lies? to the American people, know, was lying. Do,
3: do you think journalists are gonna look back years from now and regret not doing even more to speak out about this lying and deceit? I think some journalists will. This is an astounding blizzard of lies. Blizzard of lies? Blizzard of lies. From the president of the United States. He lies every minute, he changes his story second to second. You're facing a fertilizer spreader in a windstorm. Start from that premise, he's a liar. We should fact check him backwards, maybe, see if anything he's telling us is true. Trump and some of his allies are promoting a hate movement against the American press. He is really trying to incite violence against reporters. How else can you interpret mm. it? If he could arrest us tomorrow, let me ask you a question. Do you think he would arrest us tomorrow? Because if you say he wouldn't, you're just lying to yourself.
2: It's a grotesque abuse of power by the president of the United States. This is the kind of thing that goes on in non-democracy. Let's be frank, a national nightmare is upon us. The country has a president who operates as
7: an outlaw.
4: This president is a criminal, a thief and a liar. A
7: grifter, like a mob boss.
3: How strange is it for you to sit here and compare the president to a mob boss?
2: Well, he's technically exonerated from a crime. Is he exonerated from his behavior? Is President Trump out-Nixony Nixon? The president is a Russian operative. America's
3: president sided with its enemy today.
2: That sounds like the description of a bad Hollywood screenplay, but it is real. No president has ever been charged with treason. Douglas, do, do you believe the president's actions fall anywhere within that definition?
5: That would be treason, right? The spirit of what Trump did is clearly treasonous. To believe that the president isn't compromised requires such a leap of faith.
0: All he had to do was not, you know, put on jammies and crawl under the covers with Vladimir Putin, and he couldn't do that.
1: The biggest winner, Vladimir Putin. He
7: basically took over the United States and got himself a Manchurian candidate. What does Putin have on him? What does Putin have
2: on Trump? What does Putin have on
0: him? What does Putin
1: have on Trump? We don't know, I think, if Putin. Putin is his
0: handler, his hero, or his co-conspirator, but that's obviously where his loyalty lies.
2: Trump's authoritarian tendencies are on full display. Donald
1: Trump is an authoritarian
2: of the first order. A increasingly authoritarian president who is a danger for all of
1: us. The right-wing media's dear leader. Toxic dear leader. Wannabe dictator.
3: Dime store slurring Mussolini.
2: The Trump administration has been copying the wrong Korea. Open your eyes, America open your eyes we are teetering on
5: a dictatorship authoritarian leaders tend to get reelected because they are willing to improperly abuse the power of the government they control to keep themselves in power
1: this would be the end of america if this is what we're going to be this won't be a democracy that's a monarchy he's functionally a monarch
2: i want to start using the word fascist
1: yeah he's a fascist if the party nominates
3: Uh, Hitler, are you going to vote for him? Many tendencies like Adolf Hitler. I said it, throw me off the air. Increasingly, Donald Trump is turning this nation into Nazi Germany. Does this look like Germany in 1933? We're getting close.
4: That is exactly why... Donald Trump is compared to Hitler.
6: I, I hate comparing Trump to Hitler because Hitler could concentrate for more than 30 seconds and had normal-sized human hands. Trump no doubt learned from any number of authoritarian leaders over the last 90 years. Ataturk, Franco, Mussolini, Stalin, and
3: Hitler. One thing we're not is the opposition. We're not the opposition party. We are just trying to get at the truth. When you see... Um... Entire media companies essentially exist to tear down Joe Biden. Is there an equivalent to that on the left, tearing down Trump? Uh,
1: There there really isn't. For four
6: years, the media did that. They questioned the election. They said people who were voting or supporting Trump are horrible people. For four years, we had... This kind of violence in our street. And right now, the hyperbole the that we'll go over Sunday in our audio is unbelievable. People freaking out because people came in for the Stop the Steal. People were burning shit inauguration day for Trump. And that was okay. That was freedom of speech. That was America. That was patriotism. Yet, any congressman that question this is what you get on meet the press Uh, this was
7: started when the mainstream media stopped dropped any pretense of being unbiased and actually chose sides during this election. This, this fire was started when you completely ignored, for example, our investigation of Hunter Biden. You know, no, no evidence of wrongdoing there. And now we find out after the election, no, there is a fair amount of evidence to the point that we have a real FBI investigation. Senator, so, all right, I, it's I've the had enough of hearing this. No, listen, I've had enough of this, too. It's no, the Senator, bias it, to the media it is, you have created a, a situation where, where Republicans and yeah. conservatives do not trust no. the mainstream media. And that is what's rec- that is what has destroyed the credibility of the media and our institutions, and right. really no, shaking confidence of in the election result. So I can start this. Listen, you you have spent and and much of your time in the last two years carrying a lot of this crazy conspiratorial water for President Trump. So again. I didn't criticize Democrats when they were talking about potential hacking of voting machines, but now it's quackery, now it's conspiracy theory. That's the problem, Chuck. There's a double standard here, and we are not being transparent, and we are dismissing the concerns of tens of millions of Americans. Again, I didn't. I didn't like this fire. It, this it, fire was lit in over over four years ago, and we've destroyed the credibility of the, you have destroyed the credibility of the news media by your bias. And of course, people like James Comey, Andrew McCabe, uh, John Brennan destroyed yeah. the credibility of the FBI and our justice system as well. We have an enormous problem in this country. It's unsustainable. And the only way you solve it is with information and transparency and hearings and investigations. So you it's believe, not quackery. You it's not conspiracy it, theory. You it's believe, what's going
2: to be required. It, let me ask you this. Then why didn't you hold hearings um, about the 9-11 truthers? There's plenty of people who thought 9-11 was an inside job. So what you're basically I mean, saying Chuck, is a if there's enough I, people who believe in conspiracy theory, if
7: there's enough people who hold it, was the most relevant issues. are you going to do it? How about the moon and, and landing? And obviously are you going to hold this hearings election, you, <laughs>
6: Nothing Johnson said is false. They've been all in. They ignored Warnock. They ignored Biden's stuff, the baggage, laptops. They, they just were all in. And then this week, John Hockley, he's one of the people pushing to challenge the electoral. Tonight, while I was in Missouri, Anifa scumbags came to our place in D.C. and threatened my wife and newborn daughter who can't travel. They screamed threats, vandalized, and tried to pound open our door. Let me be clear, my family and I will not be intimidated by left-wing violence. We had Mitch McConnell, Pelosi, they are lefties, now they're at Hockley's. Washington Post. Senator Josh Hockley says, Anifa scumbags terrorized family Virginia home. Protesters say they held a peaceful vigil. Brent Share. Amazing tweet here. They didn't do this outside my house. What's the big deal? A journalist. Here we have the Washington Post normalizing terrorizing lawmakers, families, in their homes. But they were peaceful, Matt Whitlock says. Get the fuck out of here with that. Holly's wife and newborn were home alone while a mob with a megaphone was screaming on the front lawn. That's just outrageous. Matt. It wasn't that bad. The activists said they had staged a peaceful vigil on Monday night to protest the GOP plan to object to Congress certification of the presidential electoral vote this week. On the sidewalk in northern Virginia suburbs, a group of 15 people chanted while holding candles and signs saying protect democracy. This is what we've done all year. We stormed Michigan, armed, la-da-da-da-da, as we We're going to come back to this because there's a couple more articles I want to cover, tweets. This is what the media said because all of a sudden everybody who supports Trump or anybody who thinks this election was fucked up, it's no longer white supremacists, it's no longer KKK. Now it's Proud Boys. That's their new catchphrase. And they're coming to Washington with the guns residents, metro, uh, residents of our
1: region, uh, is just to, to stay out of the downtown over those uh, several days, let the police department do its work, uh, let us not um, mix with people who came here, who um, for violence and destruction. I'll let them have their demonstration in March. And on uh, January the 6th, uh, we know what's going to happen. The Electoral College uh, will be respected by the Congress of the United States and Joe Biden will be the next president. Now, tens of thousands of the president supporters who disagree with the outcome of the election are expected to rally outside the Capitol tomorrow. With growing concern tonight, that there could be violence. And we just joined us now from the White House because I understand you are hearing that there is some concerning intelligence about possible violence tomorrow. What have you learned?
0: Nora, tonight a senior defense official tells CBS News there are calls all over social media for protesters to storm the Capitol, in addition to reports that some of them will bring weapons. Local authorities are urging people to stay away from downtown, but President Trump is encouraging his supporters to protest and even plans to join them with a speech tomorrow morning.
4: (laughs)
3: i <laughs>
6: that's the amazing thing about this these people call for violence in the media the media called for violence nobody had a problem with it nobody searched the internet to see what annafa was saying because they're just a small group of people, it's not organized, it's individuals, they're punching Nazis. What the fuck? How do you have a free country, a free election, with this jackassery on one side? Hey, there's fucking, there's dinero, hey, there's fucking Biden himself, Emmys, fucking Oscars. This is just a litany of bullshit. The pictures show you want to come to our democracy. We have a bone to pick with you. Shut down DC. It was a candlelight vigil, snowflake, and your house isn't in DC. It's a suburb, thirty miles, or excuse me, thirty minutes outside the district. You're supposed to be representing Missouri in the Senate. Why did you move your primary residence to Virginia suburbs? We stopped by the Hockley, Missouri house with some friends tonight to encourage him to rethink his attack on democracy. We left him a copy of the Constitution. We just got applauded by Hockley Moe's neighbors. We got some media inquiries about Senator Josh Hockey's tweets about us. We we're absolutely unapologetically anti fascist. We we're perplexed with someone would use that in the pejorative, and we certainly would hope the Senator Hockley. Also opposed fascism. We visited Senator Hockley's house for around 30 minutes. We sang songs, chanted and shared our stories. A small group of people delivered a copy of the Constitution to his door. It's a disappointing, it's disappointing that Senator Hockley is a member of what presents itself as the greatest deliberate body in the world, resort to calling us scumbags. But if we must, we're happy to call him a snowflake. Guy Benson, I suppose, oppose Hockley's plan. gambit on Wednesday. This video does not make these agitators look good. It's not a vigil. I can imagine his family inside being scared, feeling threatened, and relaying the fear to him. It's wrong to hound public figures, their families, and their homes. But it's normal. Facebook didn't shut down their site, which that win girl didn't go. Because they're looking about, they're going to storm the Capitol. Going to storm the Capitol. Really. So then, of course, the mayor of D.C., she has ordered all hotels, restaurants, grocery stores, gas stations, convenience stores, closed January 4th, 5th, and 6th to discourage Trump supporters of gathering in D.C. For all the patriots headed to D.C., bring extra food, water, and supplies because you won't find it there. They then decided that they were going to arrest a guy who literally supposedly burned a flag when he was in D.C. before. Enrique Torino has a court, uh, new shirts BLM Plaza, I got screwed up. Enrique Torino, Proud Boy leader, banned from Washington, D.C., charged with two felony counts of possessing high-capacity magazines during his res- arrest. But what it came down to is he burned a BLM flag.